Do you like boys with wings or maybe horns or tails? Maybe you're into scales. Perhaps you want to be the lizard queen. Do you find yourself attracted to fictional characters like maybe vampires? Do werewolves make you cream? Uh, then welcome to our podcast. This is the place for you. Freaks and geeks are welcome and weebs will take you to Hello, Paris! Just kidding. Paris isn't here right now. She is moving across the country as we speak. So you're just stuck with me, okay? Um, I called this emergency episode, this emergency solo episode, because I have just read The Alchemist. And I have some feelings about it, okay? The Alchemist by Paolo Coelho. Don't be jealous of my incredibly authentic pronunciation of his name. Um, Is a relatively old-ass book. And by relative, I mean to me, as in it's older than me. I have the 25th anniversary edition, which is lit, by the way. Like, the cover art... The pages are, you know, some pages are like decked out in gold. I don't know what it's called. These are not decked out in gold, but they are torn. It's like they're, they, I don't know, they like came straight out the desert. You know, they're really tried with the, the artistry, um, very on brand. So the book itself is beautiful. Um, but I have the 25th anniversary and I had that, I got it five years ago. So it's at least 30 years old. I read this book for the first time when I was a sophomore in high school, back before I knew what AP classes were, back when I was sitting in class and a fellow 16-year-old asked me what a verb was. And I knew I did not belong in that room, okay? But I was so goddamn bored in that class that I slept through the majority of this book, which we read via audiobook. That class was whack, man. Okay, it was whack as fuck. But I remember the parts that I did, I was sentient for during the parts that I heard. They were pretty good. They were kind of lit. And I knew it's like an adventure book. Okay, got some fantasy. It's one of those books that gets you in your feels and is like, you can do anything. Follow your dreams, follow your heart. Okay. Um, so yeah, I think I told my boyfriend that I wanted it and he bought it for me because he's a good sweet noodle. Um, and so now this is the first time I've read it as an adult, as a, as a hot, sexy 23-year-old reading this beautifully bound uh, book. What I also love about it is it's 182 pages long, which is nothing. You can knock this bitch out in a day, in an evening, depending on your word count, your reading count, your page, page by minute, minute, how many, how much you can read, how fast you can read, which mine is not very strong, okay? I'm not a fast reader. Um, 
and also my reading comprehension is low. I'm basically an idiot, but that's fine, whatever. Anyway, okay, so this, this book. At first, I was like 80 pages in, and I was like, this is lit. I am here for this message. I am here for this book. I am excited. I feel my spiritual juices coursing through my veins. But then like by page 100, 120, I was like, Paolo, you need to mind your own goddamn business, okay? Because Paolo, I feel like, was crossing the lines, the boundaries that I've set. I'm an impressionable person. Paolo was making me feel bad about how I'm living my life. Now, you could argue that that means that like, I'm not living my life, I'm not following my heart, but I'm an overthinker and I am incredibly introspective. So if you're like that, this book might stress you the fuck out. Also, I should mention, if you are hella religious or hella anti-religion, I think the latter is, is more important in this case, um, this book also might piss you off. I know some atheists who hate anything to do with religion, any mention of it, and this book is religious AF. Now, I am a spiritual gal, okay? I'm open, whatever. So I don't take it really that seriously, um, but I could see that maybe it might uh, rub your cheeks, you know, it might chafe you a bit. So keep that in mind. Um, honestly, I blocked out a lot of this book, okay? So I think the best way that I share my review is by telling you the story. So yes, this is not a spoiler-free episode. In fact, this episode is, once again, 100% spoilers. Here comes a spoiler, so don't be mad, we've warned ya. You've only got yourself to blame if you keep on listening and learn some things that you really don't want to know. If so, then go. So keep that in mind. If you don't want to know what happens to the alchemist, I'm sorry. I think you should keep listening because it's probably going to be hilarious. But, you know, that's not up to me. Hilarity is in the ear of the beholder, you know? Anyway, The Alchemist. Here we go. Okay, we start off. We're in Espana. Or are we in Andalusia? I, do <coughs> I don't remember. Is Andalusia in Spain? I don't know. I didn't research this. I didn't look it up. I think we're in Spain, okay? We are looking at Santiago, our main character, our protagonist, if you will. Santiago, he is uh, characterized as a young boy. I think he's a young man. I think he's probably like 17, 18. He jade chillin', okay? Because a young boy is like eight. And they keep, he keeps referring to him as the young boy. This book was also, I assume, written in Spanish. I don't know, I cannot confirm. It was written in another language, so it's translated. And I know this because it says translated by. I'm not a genius, guys. I just have a mild, you know, ability to focus on attention to detail. Never mind. Santiago, okay? This young man, this teen, if you will, he's a shepherd. He tells us about how he left his mama and papa. They wanted him to be a priest, I think. I think they're Catholic. And uh, they were like, listen, bro, everybody comes from all around to come to our town. We got the hottest bitches. We got the fluffiest sheep. 
No, he doesn't say the sheep. But we got the hottest bitches. We got the most beautiful mountains. We got the most delicious fruits. Okay? You know you want to be a priest. And Santiago's like, yes, I do. Of course. Santiago gets a little bit older, though. And he's like, no, I want to travel. Papa is like, are you sure? He's like, yeah. Papa's like, all right. Here's this trinket. I don't know what he gives him. I don't remember. He gives him something that, like, is... Uh, it's money, you know, he gives him money, essentially. And he's like, all right, well, you were going to inherit this, whatever, take it, take my money, go buy yourself some goddamn sheep. You could be a shepherd. Enjoy. Santiago's like lit. Thanks, Papa. And he goes, he buys a shit ton of sheep. He learns uh, how to be a shepherd. He shepherds around for a couple years with his sheeps sleeping in abandoned churches, you know, all that jazz, all that, that whole ass vibe. Uh, and then uh, uh, he goes to this town. He goes to this town and he, uh, oh, yeah, he needs some money. So he's like, listen, merchant man, here, some wool. I'll shear my wool, shear my sheep, give me my wool. You give me money. Merchant's like, hell yeah, deal. Wait here, though, for like the whole day because I have really terrible customer service. And so Santiago's like, oh, OK. So he sits on the steps of this merchant's shops and he meets the merchant's daughter. And she's like, hi, I'm illiterate. And he's like, I'm a shepherd and I'm I can read. And she's like, what do you I've never even heard of shepherds being able to read. What? And he's like, yeah, because I went to school. I'm educated, bitch. And she's like, oh, and then he's like, oh, I love her. And then the merchant shears the sheep, gives him money. He's like, all right, your, your wool is good. Come back in a year. And he's like, okay. So the whole year, Santiago is like jacking off to the thought of the merchant's daughter. He is like, I can't wait to tell her my beautiful, illiterate love how of, of the stories of my travels. I just can't wait to see this girl again. Oh, he's totally simping out. Okay. On his way, he's like almost there. It's been a year. He's like, I'm ready to go. I'm ready to, to party. Um, he rolls up to the town and he's like, huh, uh, there's a gypsy. I want to go ask the gypsy about my future. Oh, wait, 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 hold on. Sorry. Back up. Night before he rolls into town, he's sleeping in an abandoned church. Okay, remember this, it's important. He's sleeping in an abandoned church and he has a reoccurring dream. The dream is of uh, the pyramids in Egypt. And he's like, well, that was wild. And because it's, <coughs> excuse me, it's a reoccurring dream. So he's like, this is important. I'm gonna go speak to the gypsy in town because she will be able to tell me what my dream is about. They're smart, they're tricksters. This is racist, it's okay. He goes over to the gypsy and he's like, what's up? Read my palm. And she's like, okay, listen here, I'm reading your palm. I'm seeing the dream that you're having, but I need you to promise me 10% of your treasure when you get it. And he's like, excuse me, pardon, disculpe. And she's like, listen, bud, you're gonna go to Egypt. You're gonna get the treasure that's buried there and you're gonna give me 10% of it. And he's like, okay. I think, I think you're lying, but okay, sure, deal, deal. She's like, I'm not going to pay you anything. I'm not going to make you pay anything up front. Okay. He's like, all right, sounds good, bitch. Deal. And then he scuttles out and he's kind of spooked because the gypsy didn't really help him. And he's like, fucking gypsies. Jesus. Can't trust them. Meanwhile, 
gypsy lady's just like hanging out in her house. So he goes and he sits on a bench and he's reading a book that he hates. Classic, aren't we all? Um, and this like old man sits next to him. He's like, hey, let me read your book. And he's like, leave me alone, dude. And he's like, I just want to chat. I just want to hang out. And he's like, dude, what the fuck? Personal space, please? Hello? Like, he's getting mad, irritated about this old man. Old man's reading the book. And he's like, uh, this book sucks because it tells you the world's biggest lie. And Santiago's like, mm, what's that? And he's like, it's that, what is it? What's the world's biggest lie? Oh, it's that, like, uh, don't follow your dreams, basically. It's like, you can't do anything you want if you're sexy. Is something along those lines. I'm paraphrasing. And Santiago's like, oh. He's like, yeah. Anyway, uh, by the way, I uh, think you should go to the pyramids. And Santiago's like, excuse me? Pardon? Disculpe? And he's like, yeah, dude. I'm a king. I know these things. I know about your dreams, homie. I know. I can help you, but you gotta give me some of your sheep. You gotta give me, what does he say? He's like a quarter of your sheep, a tenth of your sheep, an eighth, a fraction of your sheep. I want it, okay? Give it to me and I will help you get to the pyramids of Egypt, okay? He's like, mm, I'm in, you've sold me. So Santiago goes off, comes back the next day. He's like, hey buddy, Here's my sheep. Oh, and also Santiago has like this little montage where he's like sitting up on the wall and he can like smell the wind carrying the scent of the desert from Africa. And he's like, mm, delicious. That's what, you know, good pee smells like. Um, pee as in pussy, not urine. I just want to clarify that. Anyway. Uh, yeah. So he's like, sniff, sniff. Mm, delicious. He gets all hard. And then, so he goes back, he gives him the sheep and he's like, sounds good, buddy. Okay. Listen here. Here's uh, Umim and Ermin, Arim and Thumim. I don't know. He gives them two rocks. One's black and the other's white, yin and yang. You know the deal. And he's like, listen, buddy, these two. Uh, the white one means no. Black ones means yes. They'll help you out. Uh, also, you just have to go to the pyramids. I don't really remember what he does, but Santiago's like, okay, sounds good. Um, Santiago sells all of his sheep. And he like yeets on a train or a boat, a train, a boat. He gets on whatever vessel he needs to get to Africa. I think it's a boat because I think there's ocean in between what continent he's on and the continent of Africa. Anyway, so he gets on the boat and he like rolls up to Africa. He's got money in his pocket. He's got coins, Spanish coins. We don't know what time this is. Also, there's no mention of cell phones, but there is mention of revolvers. So like we're not medieval, but like we're not modern either. Okay. Um, and so he like rolls up to Africa and he's like, what's up Africa? And he's like, I want to get lit. So he goes to a bar and the bartender's being kind of a bitch to him. And he's like, bro, what's this deal? What's the deal with this homie? And he's like, you don't speak any fucking Arabic, stupid bitch. And Santiago's like, I don't know comprende, you know? Uh, I speak Espanol, sir. And, uh, or Espanol, because he's from España. Uh, anyway, okay, so he sits down. And then this, like, cool guy. I imagined him to look like a young Obama. Um, but, like, that's just me. He rolls up to Santiago's table. And he's like, bro, that bartender, huh? am I right? And Santiago's like, I know! 
Oh, also this guy speaks Spanish, so Santiago feels immediately better. Sorry, I gotta drink my drink. 10 out of 10 would recommend mixing red wine with guava kombucha. It'll change your MNF in life. Okay, so young Obama is hanging out with Santiago. He is bilingual. He's like, como estas, you know? And uh, he's like, listen, dude, I'm new in town. I'm a little scared. I got to go to the pyramids. And he's like, it's going to cost a lot of money to go to the pyramids. We're going to need camels. I'll help you, though. I'll take you there. And he's like, sounds good. Um, and he's like, do you have any money, though? And he's like, yeah, I have money. And so he, like, flashes his whole ass bag of money to young Obama. And he's like, oh, cool. Meanwhile, the bartender is, like, eavesdropping. And he's, like, starts yelling at Santiago and, like, shoves him around. And he's like, blah, 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 blah. And Santiago's like, whoa, dude, chill. Young Obama, like, separates them. He's like, come on, let's go. That guy wanted to take all your money. And he's like, oh, thanks for having my back home. So they parade through the market. And uh, he's like, come on, let's go find some camels. We'll go to Egypt. He's like, great. They're walking through the market. Santiago is like, oh, by the way, young Obama has his money back. He's like walking. He's leading Santiago with the money because he's going to go buy the camels. He's like, okay, cool. He's like, this is a little sketch, but like, whatever. I trust this man. He's cool. Santiago's like, whoa, look at this sword. He's like distracted. He's like, oh my God, it's the most beautiful sword I done ever done see, okay? And then he looks up, or he doesn't look up. He's like, shit, I looked away. I know in my heart of hearts that young Obama is gone with all my coins. And so he like just looks at the sword longer to avoid realizing his mistake that all of his fucking money is gone, like an idiot. And yeah, it's gone, he's gone. Uh, so he like passes out in the market. And he wakes up in the middle, like in the morning, and the people are like, hello, sir, it's time for us to set up our market again. Uh, you are homeless and poor. Please move. Santiago helps some of the people set up camp. He like gets his breakfast that way. He's like looking for work now. So he's like, I ain't got no money. I feel bad about myself. This was stupid. And he rolls up on this crystal shop and he's like, hey, yo, I've got this jacket. I will dust your crystal if you give me something to eat. Crystal man says nothing. He's a hate ass hater behind the counter. Santiago, being the baller that he is, just starts to dust anyway. But then once he's done, the merchant's like, all right, let's go get the snackies because um, you did work. However, since I'm a good Muslim, uh, I would have fed you anyway. And Santiago's like, you got me, kid. So then they become friends. Uh, Santiago begins working for the merchant dude. He's like, listen, I got to get to fucking Egypt. And he's like, that's a long ass way, bitch. The pyramids are across the desert. And he's like, well, I'll work. It's fine. He's like, all right. So eventually, as time goes on, Santiago's making more and more money. Then he starts making money moves in the shop. He's helping the merchant expand. The merchant's like, I'm scared of growth and change. I don't like it. But Santiago's like, bitch, I don't have all my days to work with you. I need to get my treasure. So he's making money moves. The shop's making more and more money. They start serving tea out of the crystal and, and all this shit, okay? So Santiago, I, like, this is the part that is hyping me up. I'm like, he's working hard. He's innovating. I'm really digging it at this point, okay? I'm like, oh, like, I'm like, oh, I work for a, a process server. That's my crystal merchant, okay? I am Santiago. I'm following my dreams. And then Santiago gets enough money. So he's like, listen, bro, I got to go, baby. And he's like, I know, I'll miss you, though. And so he parts ways with the crystal merchant. 
and he rolls up to this caravan and he's like i'm ready to go to egypt and the caravan's like all right cool he meets an englishman the englishman is a bit of a snob he's a bit of a snooty tooty booty okay uh the englishman's like i love my books i'm educated i'm even more educated than you and he speaks spanish as well so oh by the way uh santiago learned how to speak arabic in you know the year and a half that he worked at the crystal shop uh so he's like chatting with the englishman englishman warms up to him he's stopped being a little bitch englishman's got a gat they're like all right yos listen hand over your weapons because we are a peaceful caravan englishman hands over his revolver then they're on their way you know englishman reading his book santiago telling englishman about the shit oh also the king from the beginning there's a lot of talk about omens and the language of the world, the universal language, the signs, people, we all know this, the flow, the flow of the earth, how all the trees and the fucking insects and humans, how we all live together and how we all speak the same language. We are all hashtag one. Also, there's the saying maktub, which means I think it is written, like it is what it is, like in Allah's name, you know, that type of deal. We're dealing with all the names of pretty much the one god there's a lot very this is very monotheistic this book anyway the wrong camels they're exchanging information they're like you're rigid he's like you're too open-minded blah, blah, blah. anyway they roll up to the oasis the oasis is like a halfway point i don't fucking know uh they're partying at the oasis it's gorgeous and it's miles it's not just like the size of an apartment center it is like the size of a town this oasis, it just goes on forever of just, you know, wells, access to water, bitches. There's mostly women and children. So it's a neutral zone, which is good because there's a bunch of war happening out in the desert. The tribesmen go out and they fight, 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 and then they come and they retreat to the oasis, assuming falling in love with ladies, knocking them up and then leaving them. And, uh, oh, the Englishman, <laughs> sorry important the englishman is looking for the alchemist he's like i have all these books the alchemist knows how to turn lead into gold and i need to meet this man and santiago's like cool fucking story bro the englishman is like help me find the alchemist you bitch he's like all right so they're looking for the alchemist in the oasis englishman finds the alchemist finally he is an elusive dude he's an elusive dude but he finds him. And the alchemist is like, uh, all right, white boy, go fucking figure out how to turn lead into gold. And he's like, what? And he's like, just go do it. You'll figure it out. And then I'll talk to you. So he like sends him on a side quest to get him out of the way. Meanwhile, Santiago is like shaking in his booties. Oh no, Santiago doesn't meet him yet. Sorry. Santiago's hanging out at the well and he's asking people where the alchemist is. Sorry, sorry, sorry. It's important. Uh, before they meet the alchemist. He's at the wells. He's trying to chat with people and he's trying to chat with women because it's mostly women, but they're like, dude, we're married. You're not supposed to talk to us. And he's like, oh shit, sorry ladies. Um, but then he approaches one lady and he's like, miss, and he locks eyes with her. And it's like total time standstill, big fish moment, right? Um, God, I love that movie. And he's like, hello, ma'am, miss, have you heard of the alchemist? And she's like, oh, 
like, yeah. <laughs> and he's like, what's your name? She's like, Fatima. And he's like, oh. So, yeah, basically he, like, meet, he love at first sight meets Fatima. And he's like, when two people, okay, this is when I first started to get pissed off. Um, was because he was like, Paolo, he's like, when two people know the language of the universe and they lock eyes, you just know it. When you meet the person you're supposed to be with, when you meet your counterpart, you lock eyes and you just know it. Basically, he's like, unless you are with someone that is like, I don't know, that's counter logic. I'm just saying I was mad that he was like, love at first sight is the only true love. And uh, you will, you know what I mean? It just, he only saw this bitch's face and he heard her voice. And so back when he was in Spain and he was smelling the desert, he's like, that was Fatima's stank. That was her musk that I was smelling, her perfume. And I was like, shut the fuck up, Paolo. Shut your mouth. No. So Santiago, he meets the alchemist. And he's like, hey, what's up? Alchemist is like, you're cool. I like you more than other people. I don't hate you. Santiago's like, you scare me a little bit. Alchemist is like, good. The alchemist takes him out in the desert. He's like, um, fucking find life in the desert. He's like, what? He lets his horse lead the way. Spoiler. Uh, he finds a cobra in the sand. Alchemist fucking yeets this cobra out of the sand. And he, like, draws a circle around it. He does some weird cobra shit. And basically, he's like, listen, kid. I can take you to the pyramids. I can help you on your journey. You must, you must, 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 must follow your personal legend. That is your only obligation in life. You must do it. But our boy Santiago is simping hard. He's like, what about Fatima? I can't leave uh, this lady. I cannot leave this woman. She is my life. She is a greater treasure than any I could have ever found. Which you could argue is objectification. <laughs> Objectifying his lady, because uh, he really doesn't know shit about her. He just knows that she's hot and uh, they've got great chemistry. It's really all he knows. But that's okay, that's okay. We don't judge. I judge, but I don't judge. I just judge. Um, and so the alchemist is like, listen, don't be a bitch. And Fatima also is like, listen, don't be a bitch. I am a woman of the desert. Okay. Tribesmen, they lay their wives and then they leave. And I know this because I am a woman of the desert. I know my place. I know my job. Why don't you know yours? Why won't you follow your role, Santiago, you bitch? Why? <laughs> Sorry. So extra. <laughs> She's like, why don't you know, Santiago? Stop being a little bitch about it and go get your personal legend. I'll be here when you get back. Why don't you trust in love? Love without possession is our next theme. Love without possession. And the alchemist is the same. He's like, why are you tripping? Fatima knows. Where her job is, is to sit here in this oasis and wait for you, dumbass. And he's like, I, I don't understand. Everyone that I grew up with, they couldn't leave their wives for very long. He's tripping. But finally he goes, of course, because Fatima's like, bitch, 
you know what you got to do. You got to go follow your heart, which she's a ride or die. Like, you know, we clap for Fatima, but like, we hope we never have to be her. <laughs> you know, I guess it's romantic. And if like, she's really digging her, her situation at the Oasis and like, that's what's up. You know, we're not judging that. It's just that like, this book is written by a man and like, of course, but like maybe she would have just held him back and complained. I don't fucking know, dude. Um, regardless of your gender situation, you should definitely find a partner though that like encourages you to pursue your personal legend um, without complaining too much about it. But also that is like the nature of the modern marriage, which is like the all or nothing marriage where we want self-fulfillment. But that is all for another episode, maybe another podcast. Anyway, so the alchemist, sorry, my chair, I was not farting. Um, God, I'm uncomfortable. Okay. The alchemist is like, let's go to the desert. Now or never, bitch. If you don't do it now, then here, let me tell you what's going to happen. You're going to stay with Fatima, okay? You're going to be happy for a year. And then the next year goes by, you're going to still be kind of happy, but then your heart's going to be like, remember your personal legend? And then you're going to tell your heart to shut the fuck up. But then what's going to happen is your heart is going to stop talking to you. And then the omens will stop appearing. And then three years down the line, you will remember, you'll forget about it, but then you'll remember your personal legend and you won't have any spiritual things, occurrences, events, helping you so no one will help you and will be too late to pursue your personal legend Santiago's like man you make a great case let's go also oh that's delicious also he's like what did he say oh he's like ditch your camel by a horse Camels are unreliable they'll go for days and then they'll just drop dead horses you can tell how they're declining, which I thought was interesting. I don't know, fun fact about traversing the desert. Pick a horse over the camel, seems counterintuitive. Anyway, moving on. So they roll up. They're traveling, traveling, traveling. He's learning, learning lessons. Um, and then, but they keep, they're like, war is around. We can smell the war. And so they're like passing war camps and they're like, you know, the alchemist is finessing these situations and they're like what do you have in your bags and he's like the power of the universe and they're like ha 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 lol let him go this guy's crazy and Santiago's like are you fucking insane dude are you crazy you told them you had the secrets of the universe and he's like yeah if you are honest with people about what you have and what you're doing then usually uh, they'll leave you alone because they don't believe you because they're non-believers because uh, they're normies, is I think the exact word he used, normies, um, <laughs> uh, translated by me. Uh, and so he's like, yeah. So that's another lesson, is just be honest with people, because uh, they usually leave you alone if you don't try and hide your wealth, because uh, they're not cool kids, I guess. I don't know, whatever. Uh, so they get closer, but then they get napped, okay, by a war camp. And the warlord's like, I'm gonna fucking kill you dudes. You're spies. And they're like, no, no. The alchemist is like, this is the alchemist. <laughs> he points at Santiago, and Santiago's like, excuse me, sir? He's like, this guy can turn himself into the wind. He's amazing. Santiago's like, oh, bitch. 
And he gives them all of Santiago's money, which Santiago made a shit ton of money. I don't remember exactly what happened, but he ha- he's loaded, okay? But he gives them all his gold. And Santiago's like, what the fuck, man? And the chieftain's like, all right, alchemist win man. I'll give you three days to figure out how to turn into the wind. Oh, do you hear that crack? That was my hip, dude. I'm old, gal. I need a chiropractor. Okay. So he's like, oh, he's like three days. You have three days to turn into the wind. Ho. And then we're going to kill you. Santiago's like, oh, shit. Um, and the alchemist is like, figure it out, homie. He's like, but you gave away all my money. And he's like, um, what were you going to do with that money if you were dead? Huh? Also, it saved your life. It's pretty rare that money saves your life another lesson okay this book isn't as bad as i thought it was but it just pissed me off at some points um to the point where i like blocked it out i'm having a good time remembering it though thank you for this opportunity okay so he's like fuck so naturally third day rolls around you can guess that the first two days he's like i don't know what the fuck i'm doing uh they're like on this cliff chieftain's like all right today's the day what are you gonna do and he's like um it's going to take me a while to figure it out. And he's like, all right, that's fine. We got all day. We're not in a hurry. We're in the desert. There's literally nothing to do. And uh, so he, okay, this is where some bullshit happens. Okay, Santiago literally, because he speaks the language of the world. I don't remember if it's the language of the universe or the language of the world. But for this sake, since we're talking about earthly matter, well, we also talk about the sun, the language Okay? The universal language. That's what we're going to call it. The universal language. Fuck. Sorry, my chair is so squeaky. Okay. So he's like, hey, desert. And the desert's like, what's up? He literally starts talking to the desert. He's like, hey, I need to turn into the wind. And he's like, well, fucking, why are you asking me, dude? Ask the wind. And the wind, so he's like, hey, wind and the wind's like what's up he's like turn me into you and he's like why would i do that he's like because i'm a cool kid like he does some mind tricks manipulation with the wind the wind's super proud though and he's like i don't know how to do that okay why don't you fucking ask the sun because i can't i don't know how i don't fucking i know all the things and i don't know how to do that so this is kind of making me upset so he has the wind's attention at least so he's like okay but listen dude um, I need you to like block out the sun. I need you to make a hella big sandstorm. sandstorm. Essentially, he's like, I need a really big haboob. Okay. So the wind's like, I can do that. Wow. That was the best howling wind I've ever done. And I've been doing that for a long time. Thank you. Please hold your applause. We're not done with the story. So the haboob is swirling. The people behind him, the chieftain and like the, the, warriors are like holy shit dude they're like clinging on to each other the chieftain's like chill out you bitches um it's pretty lit so he blocks out the sun so then he looks at the sun and he's like hey sun and the sun's like what and he's like bro how do i turn into the wind and the sun's like i don't fucking know but by that time the wind is so big, I think, I don't know, he's like having some philosophical chats with the sun. The sun's like, you're doing great, sweetie. We love you. 
Allah loves you. You're following your personal legend. How fucking cool is that? But he doesn't know how to do it. So the wind is like smug and the wind like blows up. I don't know. Somehow he like makes this really big stand sandstorm that eclipses him. And then by the end of it, he's been like transported on the other side of the camp. So when the wind, when the storm clears, everyone's like, oh, you know, he's like, he turned himself into the wind. Obvi. So they let him go and uh, they let the alchemists go. So they're on their way. They're like, good job. You may go. Oh, and they provide him with a party too, like a, like a traveling party. They roll up to this monastery after more t- travel time. It's a long journey. Okay. They roll up to this monastery and the alchemist is like, listen, buddy, we have to part ways now, kid. You've done a good job. And Santiago's like, are you sure? What? And he's like, yep. Also, here is half of this giant gold pizza. It's like a disc, but it's like, I assume the size of a pizza because one quarter, he said, was equi- enough to buy more sheep than he had before. And I think he had a lot of sheep. So, um, yeah. He gives him like half this pizza and he's like, why are you giving me two halves instead of one or two quarters instead of one? He's like, because I don't know. Uh, oh, (laughs) there's this saying, it's kind of silly, but, uh, one thing is like probably not going to ever happen again. One thing, sorry, this is like such a terrible paraphrasing, but it's basically like one thing usually doesn't happen again. The same thing rarely happens again, but if it happens again, it will definitely happen three times. And you've already got your money stolen twice, so you're definitely going to get your money stolen again, okay? So that's what's up. So Santiago, I think he gives it to the, the monk at the monastery. He's like, hey, hold on to my monies, please. And the guy's like, cool. And so he goes off, and he, like rolls up to the pyramids and he's like wow this is amazing so cool i'm gonna start digging right here and so he literally starts digging he's like dig 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 a tunnel you know and these thieves roll up and they're like what's up bitch and he's like "Ah!" uh and they mug him and they beat the shit out of him too also they're like beating him to death and they're like what are you doing in asia and they're he's like i'm looking for treasure because he didn't learn his goddamn lesson the first time and wasn't honest with them they probably would have left him the fuck alone and they're like this motherfucker crazy let's go they take his gold and they leave and he's crying and uh oh shit here's the baller move okay this is when i started to like the book again the thief is like, this guy's crazy. I know not to, like, you're out here, you cross the desert to fucking look for treasure because you had a reoccurring dream. Really, dude? Yeah? Okay. Well, I had a reoccurring dream like hella time ago where that there was treasure buried underneath a tree at an abandoned church. And uh, that's dumb as fuck. There's no treasure there, stupid. And they leave. He's like, don't believe your dreams, dumbass. And he's like, a bloody pulp. But he like smiles and he's like, I know where my treasure is. Remember the abandoned church that I told you to remember at the beginning of the story? That's where it is. So then he goes back to the monastery and he's like, I need my money, please. And he's like, you look like shit. And he's like, I know, but it's worth it. And then he, uh, I think the book ends. 
That's it. Oh, yeah. Maybe he rolls. Oh, yeah, he rolls back. No, sorry. The book doesn't end. Of course he goes back. Goes back to Spain, finds the abandoned church. He digs up the monies. He also found out that, um, oh, it's not important. Whatever. Okay. I'll tell you. Cause I, I brought it up at one point. The alchemist was like, listen to the fucking universal language. Listen to the omens. Because one time, um, like you were going to travel somewhere with your sheep, but you didn't feel like it. You remember that? And Santiago's like, yeah. He's like, well, if you had traveled there, like in, if you hadn't listened to the omens to stay yo ass at home, uh, then these thieves would have gotten you and they would have killed you because they were stalking you and they were gonna, they were gonna jump you and murder you and take all your sheep. But because you didn't show up to the time, the place at the time that they thought you would, they left. It's not important. I'm so sorry to derail the story like that, but that was something that I thought was a cute little add-on. Okay. Anyway, so he digs up this treasure. It's full of stones, like gemstones, not just like rocks. Big, shiny, colorful, expensive rocks. And coins and daggers, I think. It's a treasure chest, okay? And he's like, gotta repay the gypsy. And that's how the story ends. And I feel like my retelling of the story, however you feel about it, is probably how you feel about reading the actual book. And it probably is as long, I took probably as long to retell it as it might take you to read the goddamn book. Um, that's not true. That's not true. It would take you a couple hours. You people aren't superheroes, okay? You can't read that fast. This was only, how have we been talking for like, 35 minutes. I mean, this is right now we're at 42 minutes, but I'm saying of like substantial storytelling, the, <coughs> the highlights, the main plot points as a summary. Never mind. I'm going to shut up. So yeah, so that's the alchemist. Oh yeah. I, if you are annoyed, <laughs> then you'd probably be annoyed reading the book. If you're ecstatic, and you really enjoyed this, then you probably really enjoy The Alchemist. If you're neutral, if you're mixed, if you are having um, some, cognitive, <laughs> some cognitive dissonance about the story, then that's probably how you'd feel reading the book. I am the latter. I have mixed feelings about it. I do like it more now that I've summarized it However, I don't know if I like it more because of the story or if I like it more because I love the sound of my own voice. I cannot honestly tell you. I can't tell the difference. But I'm just going to take it as a positive experience. I think there are a lot of good lessons. Um, the wind situation annoyed me. And um, just like the harping... Some stories I didn't include, which I wish I had, but I forgot until just now. The real reasons why I disliked the book was because the king, the guy who was reading the book, the king, cool guy king, and the alchemist were both shitting heavily on people who did not follow their personal legend. 
and they were talking about how shitty their lives are, which, and also, okay, which, so they were talking about, for example, like the baker, the baker wanted to travel, but then he was like, he bought a bakery to bake and make money in order to fund his travels. But then he just kept baking and never traveled. And now he has forgotten about his dream. The crystal merchant, the great the crystal merchant. He wanted to take his, make his pilgrimage to Mecca, but he found that he enjoys fantasizing about Mecca more than he thinks he would actually going, enjoy the trip going to Mecca, which I thought was interesting because that's where I feel like I'm at. I think about everything. I feel like I've done so many things because I have intensely thought and fantasized about them. And by fantasy, it's not always a pleasurable experience. Uh, I think we fantasize about pretty much anything that we create a reality for in our brain holes. I fantasized about many things. I am already an experienced pole dancer. Did you guys know that? Um, because I am, even though I've never, I've never touched one. And I have one in my house even though I don't actually have one in my house, but I've already saved up the money and I bought it. Okay, you know, what I, you know what I mean? I am the merchant of the crystal shop. And I was upset that he was calling me out in such a way. Now, maybe not every, also, okay, before I get into that, also, he was saying that like most everyone knows what their personal legend is early on in their childhood. Like everyone knows what they want to do with their life when they're a kid and as they get older, they like ignore it. And I was like, bro, I just, I wanted to be a dragon. I was a dragon when I was a kid. Okay. There are few, um, realistic, applicable, applicable ways of bringing that dream to fruition as an adult. Okay. Paolo, not every, not everyone has a goddamn treasure in the desert. Okay. So things like that. And it, just like justifying poverty. Like, I don't know, it's kind of slippery slope. He doesn't exactly make that like, he doesn't really relate it to that, but you could see how it like justifies other people's miserable lives, which, so it's like the the kind of destiny fixed mindset versus um, like, you know, people are just following. It was their personal legend to be offed. You know, God wanted it like that. So then we get into the religion debate. You know, did God really want Santiago out of all other people to go find this? Is like, he was like, Santiago, you're the one. Everyone else does not get to do that. The alchemist, you're the one. Everyone else does not get to do that. Like the poor Englishman, He's like just trying to learn shit. And the alchemist is like, here, figure it out, dumbass. You know, I don't know. That bothered me. Also, circling back to Fatima, that more like Fatima. <laughs> Stupid. Fatima, he's like, wow, this girl. Everybody else done told me that I have to be sure about who I'm marrying, that I really have to get to know them. And then love will sprout. They're wrong. 
they are dumbasses. They obviously don't speak the language of the universe, the universal language, the language of the world. They don't speak this language that Fatima and I speak. Which alludes to the idea that people who did not fall in love first sight are not woke and are destined for shitty relationships. Which that, that is what pissed me off. I was like, bro, what a narrow mindset. See what I'm saying? So now I'm mad at it. Now I'm mad at it again. So again, mixed reviews, okay? If I had to rate this book, I would give it a three out of five. And that's on that. It's right in the middle. There were some enjoyable parts. I love a good grind. I love, I love a story about working hard to get towards your dreams. Like the whole grinding at the, uh, the shop while he's thinking about his treasure and his goal. That gets me so hard. I love that shit. I also really was excited for him to meet up with the illiterate merchant's daughter. I, like they really catfished us with that. And as a kid, I, I remembered her and Fatima being the same person, but I guess they're not. Uh, so I was like, I, I love um, like that distance, you know? Like, oh, maybe she's married. She's probably married. She's probably married. Maybe she's not. Maybe, maybe I can go see her, my love. You know, like, I don't know. It, I like that. But with Fatima, we never got to see their reunion. You never talked about them fucking. The closest thing was like, she was like, I will send my kisses on the wind. And my stanky, stanky puss. Because <laughs> he's always like, the smell of her on the wind. Mmm. But anyway, so that's that. That's the alchemist, kids. Now you can see why I had mixed feelings. It took me several days to get up the courage to record this because I honestly couldn't remember the book. And I knew that if I just allowed myself to go point by point, I could remember it. But I don't know. I was feeling weird about it. But I had a good time. And that's on that. I love you. See you next time with Paris. Bye-bye.